0: This
1: this, is Fight Disciples.
0: We are gathered here today
1: for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk.
0: Welcome to episode 119 of the Fight Disciples podcast. Hope you are well. I hope you didn't miss us too much after our summer break last week. I had my feet up. I heard that you were saying that I were in the Costas. I wasn't in the Costas.
1: Well, I just presumed you were in the Costas. You Why, know? because
0: all oh, people from Blackman going holiday to Spain or Torremolinos or something exactly, like
1: that? Exactly. Exactly what you've just said there. Mm. Benidorm, I presumed
0: you were in Benidorm. No, mate. I was in Greece um, last week, hence not having a Wednesday and a Thursday show. We had our summer break, but we're back this week because there's lots to talk about. And whilst I was in Greece, this will make you laugh because I know during last Tuesday's show when you and Tony Moran were talking uh, all things about Liverpool Merseyside boxing right one of the things that you did say was it's cracking the flags here in Liverpool the weather's absolutely fantastic however um, obviously Adam's away from the show he's on his holidays hopefully it's pissing down well Nick (laughs) I've got a little treat for you mate please don't tell me it was wet on the sun, Not all the way through the week. I mean, the temperatures were ridiculous at some point. I was going to say,
1: it doesn't rain in Greece, does it?
0: Well, no. Not for 25 years in July, Nick. <laughs> not for 25 years. <laughs> I turn up, and on the Sunday, I got up, 7 o'clock in the morning. We've been there three or four days. Gets up on the Sunday... Seven o'clock, opens the curtains, it's coming down sideways, mate. It is torrential, and I'm thinking, oh, this ain't good. This ain't good. I've got two kids under four years of age You who want to get out to the swimming pool. This is how I'm entertaining them throughout the course of the day. It did not stop raining until eight o'clock in the night. Thirteen hours of non-stop rain. You can't take the baby out in the pram for a walk. Cabin fever, mate, absolutely locked in. One thing that did happen, which made my day even worse... Obviously, you're at a family resort, so therefore they're trying the very best to entertain you. They know full well that you can't take the kids in the swimming pool and all this type of stuff, just in case you get electrocuted with a thunderstorm that's going on. Mm-hmm. So they put on little bits of entertainment for the kids. And one of the bits of entertainment, family entertainment, was like a, a pub quiz type environment. All right, So it was a family quiz, all sit down, we'll ask loads of questions, and then we'll have a little bit of fun with it. Right? So there were 20 questions in this thing. And there were questions on popular culture, pop music, films, all this type of stuff. Now, me being a man of the world, Nick, knowing my stuff. You were like, I'm in. I'm in like Flynn. Smashing it. Now, what they did, right, at the end uh, was obviously swap your papers with people and Mm -hmm. get your score. Yeah. Okay. So we swapped some papers. 19 out of 20, I got. 19 out of 20.
1: Please tell me the one you didn't get was a boxing question. No, no, no.
0: The one that I didn't get was, what is a male swan? Oh. Do you know what that is? Um, Is it a cock? Cob, A cob, that's right I went with Drake
1: No, no, It's. I knew it was something like that Because a, a swan is the only
0: bird that's got testicles, is that right? Did <laughs> you know that? How would you know that? <laughs> That is the most ridiculous <laughs> fact that anybody could ever know. I think
1: a swan is the only bird that has testicles on the outside like a human. So it's got literally got a cock and bollocks. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a swan how is the How do only you know one. that? And it's the most feminine of birds as well. How, do you, how do you know that? Have you been know. inspecting it? Hoovered that one up somewhere <laughs> along the way, yeah. Ridiculous. Well, I got that wrong.
0: So I got 19 and mm-hmm. I ended up finishing joint first. Mm-hmm. Okay, with another. with another.
1: Where co- were they from? Uh, that, on holidays, like someone from Dover or some Geordie. Yeah, no, I think they were, they were
0: Midlands. They were Midlands area, okay. right? Um, so what they decided to do, they couldn't have a joint winner because they only had one prize. That, that's fine, yeah, because yeah. I'm all right with that. What was the prize? Was it a Salero or...? No, I think it was free drinks at the bar or something like oh, that. Oh, that's worth winning Yeah, sound, sound, sound. yeah, sound. yeah. yeah. Um, so what they decided to then do was to have a, um, a, a an eliminator, like a penalty shootout. Ooh. Can you send one representative of the family <laughs> up onto the stage to do the business? Now, bear in mind, I'm having a shit day because it's been raining since seven o'clock in the morning. So I'm thinking this could be the, the silver lining. This could be the rainbow at the end of our storm. Yep. Gets up on stage, right, with this geezer. Questions are going back and forth. We are 16 deep, right? We've, We've answered 16 correct each. joking. Honestly, that's every, incredible. The the audience must have been absolutely bored shitless. <laughs> they then asked me a question on um, the planets. Now I'm going to ask you this question. Okay, I'm going to ask you this question, which is the furthest planet away from the sun.
1: Hmm. It'll be the coldest, won't it? So I will go with. Hmm.
0: There is a time limit on this, Nick, by the way. We're, we're, they've got the clock going, so you've, got, right, to, okay. you've, got, to, you've got to answer it. Like, let's, let's pretend that we're actually there. The big Greece. icy one. I'll go with Mercury, is it? Mercury. Well, I actually thought that the answer would have been Pluto, with it being the furthest away. Okay. All right. Well, now, little did I know, when I were at school, it was Pluto. That, okay. that was the one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Little did I know that Pluto is no longer classed as an official planet anymore. You're joking. They got you on a technicality. They got me on a technicality, mate. So I've answered the question. They've all kicked off and said, actually, I think you'll find it's Neptune because Pluto is no longer... Uh, uh, I'm I'm, honestly, I'm absolutely fuming. <laughs> do you know what his question were? What year did England win the World Cup? Get are, to you the are you taking the piss? Are you Are joking? He's got away really with a lot of free do. drinks as the man. Oh, my goodness. So imagine now, right? I've you were fuming. Hey, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely fuming. stinking. I'm absolutely stinking, right? Yeah, yeah. I've come back to my table where my wife and me two kids are sat, right? Imagine looking your son in the eyes and answering the question Did we win, Daddy? I'd have just said yeah. I'd have gone, yeah. Yeah, we've won. Go and
1: see that go and see that black country freak over there, yeah. he's gonna get the drinks in.
0: My um my son didn't let it let it lie probably for about three days. Oh my god. We lost the quiz, didn't we, Daddy? Go on, Teddy. <laughs> so you got that one, my holiday mate. That my holiday. Luckily, the days Brilliant. after we had temperatures of uh, twenty-five plus, mate. So I could get back into the swimming pool and keep him entertained and keep him out there. Did you? Did the
1: you push the, uh, the the black country fella off as Lila? Or was Didn't there... see him
0: again. No, I shunned him a couple of times at the buffet. You know what I mean? Defo. Yeah, he's dead to you now. It's over, mate. Over.
1: 19. To, who, who doesn't know when England won the World That's Cup? That's the worst quiz question of all time, especially in a shootout. No. And especially when you've just asked, got someone on a technicality as well. Mm-hmm. Since when was Pluto not a planet? No, don't,
0: I don't even want to know. I'm not interested. There'll be people now tweeting and texting the show without any shadow of a doubt abusing me with things like this. As if you didn't know this. Do you not watch Stephen Hawking documentaries? No, I don't. I don't give a shit. I watch <laughs> boxing. That's what we're going to talk about now because I feel more at home with that. <laughs> <sighs> shall we talk? Uh, shall we start with Broner
1: Garcia? Yes, this is, the, this is the mouthwater. we we'll back. It? I feel like the boxing season is back already. Early, you know what I mean. They we're come st- back from school early, are not they? Exactly. And uh, normally we're waiting until September, but we're in. I ain't complaining. You know what? What do we have there? Two weeks off. Mm. Pretty much two weeks off. Yeah, yeah. And we're straight back in again. This is a belter. This is a no belt required major fight featuring... You know, a real renaissance man in uh, in Garcia that we've seen at multiple weight divisions that pretty much fell off the edge of the planet until he resurfaced mm. six months ago with that amazing knockout performance. And now he's not sticking around. He's skipped up to another weight division. Mm. Against Broner, you know, the one fighter everyone pretty much loves to hate, yet you cannot disagree with what Adrian Broner's done in his career in, in in regards to his career He's had, he's been phenomenal and for me starter's favourite
0: Oh, well Holland. over in the States they've actually got Garcia as the bookie's favourite so and this is where Broner has got a little bit of a a problem, Mm -hmm. so to speak, is his nickname. He's kicking off with the American media because they're all saying, oh, Garcia, he's the man on a turn at the moment. He's undefeated. He's 36 fights into a career, 30 knockouts, multiple weight uh, division, world champion. Mm -hmm. And obviously coming off the back of that winner, that sensational knockout of uh, Dejan Zlatichinin. You've got to pronounce it in different ways, aren't you, for all these different people that listen to the show. Zlatichinin, I think is the correct pronunciation, but it was sensational. So... They've over in the states got Garcia starting as uh, as favorite, and you can kind of understand it because well, it's,
1: they, it's hard to go against the guy with, who's who's who's
0: undefeated. He's never lost mm, a fight, um, and and I think that maybe has come about because of the way that Broner has acted in his last few fights, missing yeah. weight, losing world championships on the yeah. scales, not taking it seriously, pissing about, fighting his mate, yeah. having a bit of a dance around with his pal, and mugging off the fans and all that type of stuff. So what are
1: we this weekend? Are we talking? We like welterweight this weekend? Are we ten stone? One hundred and forty pounds. This is this yep, weekend. Yeah, so it's ten it? stone. Bang mm. on. Yeah, yeah. Like mm. welterweight division. Which, w- when was the last time Bron had even made like welterweight? A long
0: time ago. Because if you remember, the last time out, it was uh, put up, put down, moved yeah. around. It, it was, was all over the, the place. It was wasn't like it?
1: Uh, practically middleweight, wasn't it? By yeah, the time yeah. it was actually made. So <laughs> you
0: know he hasn't. Uh, I don't know. It's had it, the check <laughs> weighing. By the way, yeah, one hundred and forty-four pound. He weighed in at. Okay, so he's right on last it last week. Oh, mate, he's bang on it. And yeah, yeah. yeah. The, and he's, he's not that big.
1: No, <laughs> he's not that big a guy. No, he's a you tiny know? guy. He shouldn't. Uh, he shouldn't be struggling that much to make weight. And uh, you know, he's it's been... just being unprofessional. He's messing it is, it about. Yeah, yeah. He's not taking it seriously. No, he isn't at all. And uh, but then the other argument is at least he's been, you know, in some ways active. You know, he's mm. he fights at least once a year. Whereas Garcia, because of injuries and, and problems with his with his promotion and management team, we've only actually seen him fight, what, twice in three or four years? Yeah,
0: he had two-year layoff. Uh, Full two years he I didn't mean. fight Two years for, yeah. out
1: of the game. So one fight last year, I think, and obviously one fight this year now. Um... But, it, you know, I can see where the, the where the bookies are coming from because it's tough to go against a guy, as I, I say, with an with a old record and someone who's got a 70% knockout rate. Mm. However, for me, I just think that has probably been a little bit more active.
0: It's a weird one because... And more experienced at junior welterweight.
1: I, I agree, yeah, he's been at this weight division much longer. But then, let's look at who he's been fighting as well. You know, it's different to be fighting world champions and yet, over the last few years, Broner's been fighting... No, listen, no slight on Gavin Reese, but Gavin Reese, Malinagi, you know... Uh, Ashley Theophane only last year. Ashley Theophane's a domestic level fighter. Let's be honest, he yeah, gets yeah. The great opportunities because he's with the Mayweather camp, but he's mm. you know he struggled to really prove himself as the best in the UK before he moved to Las Vegas. And, and I, I really like Ashley. Don't get me wrong, yeah, I yeah. think he's a really colourful character, but he's he's a limited opponent, uh, and it's different world fighting. Guys like Theophane and guys like your, your former sporting partner where you can you can bully around in different weight classes to going in against Mikey Garcia. and Maybe that's what the bookies are thinking about.
0: And when he has stepped up and he's fought Porter and Maidana, he's been he beaten. He came up short. Yeah, yeah. He's been beaten. So. Yeah.
1: But both of those guys are big guys as well. Though. Mm. Both those guys are fully fledged welterweights in terms of uh, where Garcia obviously is a lightweight coming up to Broner's weight, but Broner's not that big. So, but what is what's your initial thoughts on
0: it? It's one of the I keep flip flopping with it when it was made. Yeah, I was like, excellent. Garcia, Garcia is going to about... smack him into the yeah, middle yeah. Of the next week, yeah, right? That's too, what I was yeah. thinking. But then, as I've watched more of these behind the scenes type shows that uh, Showtime do, and I can see that there's a different attitude of Broner. Yeah, listen. He's a cop. I don't want to hang out with him, right? He's he's not that type of character that I would have in a circle of friends, let's just say. However, you can't undeny the guy's talent. Four-weight world champion. He's been absolutely sensational going through those weight categories. And until that Maidana fight, he was on a tour. He was absolutely brilliant. And he probably took his eye off the ball, and he has done ever since. But there's something about Adrian Broner with the preparation for this fight... Like he's got a last chance saloon thing going on in the back of his head. He seems to be taking it extremely seriously. And when he does take it seriously, like he did in his earlier parts of his career, he's phenomenal, mate. He's really, really, really good. Now, I'm not taking anything away from Mikey Garcia, because Mikey Garcia's really, really good. And he's got the equaliser. He's got the power. The big question is, and it's not let him down previously, is that will he carry that power up to 140? As we've seen, other fighters not be able to do that over the years that have gone through multiple weights. Garcia, at this moment in time, has comfortably been able to carry that uh, that power. He's mm-hmm. took it up to one three five, another five pounds on. Will he do it at one forty? You probably guess that he would. Yeah. Um, but that's going to be the thing at the weekend. If he catches Broner, he'll probably knock him out. However, How do you say that, but Broner's never been stopped. No, but he has been. He's been put on his backside a couple of times, as we saw with uh, the Maidana fight. Mm-hmm. What I would say is that. Broner, if he's on his game, fully switched on, fully focused, he will outbox Mikey Garcia. He
1: has the ability to outbox him, yeah.
0: And he's the younger guy,
1: remember? He's the younger yeah, yeah, guy, yeah. Bro, and He's probably got a little bit or uh, You know, what, what may become a telling factor in this fight as well is... As great as Garcia has been, he's never really been in a high-profile mm. main event like this, where he's the main headliner. And you know, if you look at th- throughout his career, all his world title fights, they were either uh, he was either on someone else's undercard, it was either like a co-main situation, or it wasn't necessarily in front of like the type of audience that this fight's going to be under. You know, Broner brings a completely different type of numbers. Uh, I-, I just think that it's slightly more of an attraction. I think I think Broner's probably got more experience at this level and I think that can change people you either grow into that it's either the moment Garcia's been waiting for yeah. which the, the, the quick step up from to win a world lightweight title and then just go ditch that I'm going to go and fight and Broner seems really unusual because there was so many possibilities at lightweight for great fights yeah. as well
0: Oh, Inara's unification was there
1: but he's, he obviously sees Broner as a real scalp a real breakthrough in terms of him becoming mainstream? a big star in yeah, America yeah. Mm. a mainstream star it could well be the opportunity he's been waiting for plus he looks like Henry Chan so Find it difficult (laughs) to go against them.
0: So you're going Garcia. I'm going to go with Garcia. By stoppage, or are you going full way?
1: Well, it's got to be by stoppage, it's got to stop them. He's got to stop Maldies. I think. I think, like you, I think Brona gets into a nice rhythm and probably boxes him and 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 steals rounds and ends up winning it by about four or five rounds. But I fancy Garcia to get a late stoppage. Yeah. I,
0: I fancy. The, I genuinely think that we're going to see proper Adrian Brona this weekend. Yeah, and people vintage. are going to. Yeah, I think we are, and we say vintage because he's still a young kid. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? He's still only a young man, but he's just a dickhead. So you think that maybe that has tainted people's view of him as as, as a talent within the ring. Yeah. I genuinely think that he'll um, he will outbox Garcia at the weekend. I think we'll see. Do you think one of the reasons there's not a belt attached,
1: like nobody's even come forward to associate themselves with an international or an interim or even it be a final? They don't trust him. Because they don't trust Bro? They
0: don't trust him to make the weight. Yeah. Um, and there's, what is it? Is it £500,000 or dollars that is on there if he does miss weight? He's taken it extremely seriously by everything that I've seen last week. That he's on weight with the catch weight and stuff like that. It's, I mean, you could probably shit four pounds, couldn't you? So he's going to make. He's only got to make one forty-one
1: because it's not a championship fight. So mm. he can, there's a pound difference. You can make. Yeah, yeah, he can yeah. Make one forty-one. So he's only got to lose three pounds. Yeah, yeah. So that you you would suggest there's not going to be any issues there at all. So
0: I think he I think he will win this fight unanimous decision. There you go. That's yeah. that's where I'm at. There's also some uh, d- decent tasty fights. Um, on the undercard. I'm just uh, highlighting two, one of which is obviously Jamal Charlo. You'll have heard us speaking about him quite a lot over the last year because we were anticipating maybe Liam Smith stepping in there with him at some point at 154 pounds. That's not going to happen now because obviously uh, Jamal has stepped up to 160 pounds. He's vacated his IBF belt at 154 pounds and now he's stepping into the middleweight division. And I'll tell you something, I'm excited by this geezer because... It's been one of them slow burners where it's just him and his brother, just a little bit of a slow burner. And maybe I've taken them for granted a little bit. But over the last year, they've been knocking kids out. They've been mm-hmm. putting a little been bit of... They've been competing, haven't they? They've been putting a highlight reel together. the knockout of the year. That's it, That's other, what yeah. they've been doing, man. And well, this is obviously... It, Crazy. This is uh, his, his first step up to 160 pounds. And straight away, it's a middleweight world title eliminator. He will become mandatory to the winner of Canelo... Um, and Triple G. One of. One of, the one rims, of yeah. This yeah, is the yeah. WBC yeah. Um, Oh, right, okay. Is it? Right, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: I presumed it was IBF, because he was the IBF champ, wasn't he, when he was at yeah. Super yeah. Welter. But it's, but the, it's w- WBC the, yeah, the WBC that yeah. the final eliminator. Mm. Superb. Listen, I, I, I'm like you. The guy showed so much power down at Super Welterweight. I, he could be an amazing addition to this middleweight. Yeah, and there's some real good fights at middleweight as well. So... Uh, I wonder how long it'll be before his kid joins him up there or is that the plan now that his kid's going to wipe the floor at Super welter and he's going to clean up at middleweight probably. and they have two champions. Mm. Interesting.
0: Uh, in the heavyweight division on the undercard as well, uh, Jarrell Miller. A lot of Americans are getting excited about this geezer because he is just knocking kids out for fun. They call him the big baby. Mm-hmm. A geezer that you'll probably be familiar with because he's trained in mixed martial arts as well yep. down the year. a Former kickboxer, isn't he? But he's, uh, nice. he's taking on Gerald Washington. A lot of people will remember Gerald Washington from getting in with Deontay Wilder and getting windmilled. Um, Jarrell and Gerald Washington are on the undercard for this the reason why I'm excited about it and interested in it is because there's a lot of noise about Jarrell Miller Dillian White being made Dillian White is making his American debut on the Crawford undercard uh, in a couple of weeks time on the 19th of August you'd think that if both these men come through that that would be the logical explanation uh, to make that fight next the reason being is because the Crawford fight is obviously on ESPN free to air TV it's in 90 million homes Dillian White puts on a performance. It's an easy fight to make with the next American superstar that they're saying.
1: Yeah, exactly. And if Big Baby can do what, I love <laughs> do, that nickname, man. Big, Big, Baby, Big Baby. Yeah, you know, if he can kind of go one better than uh, than Deontay Wilder and stop him even sooner, you know, I think that would make a make a real statement. Gerald Washington, if you, rem- I remember him from the build up to the Wilder fight, and he was like a really polite and nice yeah. guy, and you thought, oh, this is strange that this guy's a eighteen and fighter, um, but he, he was he was two or three levels below. Uh, Deontay Wilder on the night so I think big baby to really get into this heavyweight mix he's got to do a bit of a number on Gerald Washington And but it, you know form suggests 18 wins 16 KOs uh, the guy obviously knows what he's doing with his hands he's got heavy hands so uh, that could be the standout on this undercard I think you're right Katie Taylor as well is on this card at the weekend yeah. in New York I'm excited to see Uh, Katie Taylor again obviously we've we've spoken previously about women's boxing and some of the weight divisions but it's hard not to get excited about Katie Taylor because she's just an absolute assassin plus the fact that you know, Liverpool's own Tasha Jonas is is turned pro now as well. So we, we're all kind of already speculating about the potential for those to meet as pros after they had their showdown in the Olympics as well. So
0: I think they're trying to set up Clarissa Shields, aren't they? The, the young, again, the American... she's an
1: absolute superstar as yeah. well. If you see her backstory, I remember we'd seen a big ESPN article on her and... Uh, you know, this is a girl that went to, went to, goes to the Olympics, the world champs, whatever, but she gets zero funding from Team USA. She mm. has to do benefits and sell cookies and all kinds in her hometown to actually make any kind of money. Uh, she literally lives in squalor. She's from Michigan, I think mm. it's from. And she lives in like a one-bedroom flat squalor and, you know, she comes from the roughest of backgrounds. And yet here she is every other weekend representing America on the biggest stage. And now she's turned pro, you know. She's got, she's got all the ingredients. The three of those, just in that lightweight division of so exciting. The mm. future of that, of that women's weight class is unreal.
0: Uh, for us here in the UK, exciting because that has uh, been signed off by Sky. You'll be able to watch that in the early hours of Sunday morning. If you can't be bothered, you've got a planner there, are not you? So hit the button and watch it with your Cheerios on Sunday morning.
1: You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast.
0: Now, no need to set your planner for this, bad boy, because it's free to wear TV. You, yes. don't, you don't even need a subscription for anything, man. All you need is a telly. And uh, a hookie license, mate, because Channel Five, it's back. Big time championship boxing. We. Can't get enough of this from Cyclone. Well done, Barry McGuigan, once again. We saw it a couple of weeks ago uh, with Josh Taylor, O'Hara Davis. How exciting was that on a Saturday night? Channel 5, put the telly on. Bish, bash, bosh, you got an absolute ding-dong. I think you're going to get another one this weekend because another man from that stable. The 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 cherry on top of the cake in that stable. The two-weight world champion from Northern Ireland, the main man that is, Carl Frampton. He's back on our TV screens and he's in a um, WBC World Title Eliminator. Which means that if he comes through this, it's Gary Russell Jr. next, which could be dead exciting. Brilliant. Uh, but you mustn't overlook Andres uh, Gutierrez because, let me tell you, this kid is tough as, tough as old boots. He's a Mexican for crying out loud, do you know what I mean? Yep. Um, and this is going to. But having said that, yes, he's a Mexican. He's used to fighting in Mexico. I think he's fought twice outside of, of Mexico in America. He will not have experienced what he's going to experience no. uh, in Belfast on Saturday night, man. It's going to be absolutely crackers.
1: Yeah, he's never fought outside of Mexico. He's fought once I think in America or twice in America. The rest of his entire career has been in Mexico. And to be honest, as, as much as a talent as he is, and he's and he's got heavy hands. Twenty five knockouts in in thirty five fights proves that. But um, this is a guy. He's kind of like a nearly man of the divisions. He was WBC silver champion as a super bantamweight. Uh, and he's just fought, and that was his first defeat for the WBC silver belt as a featherweight. It's like someone needs to tell this kid that the WBC silver belt
0: isn't a world title. isn't the world title belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, he defended the super ba- the super bantamweight version a couple of times. It's like, oh well, son, this is not the real belt. You need to go and win the actual belt. So. uh He's a younger kid, though.
0: I mean, Frampton, he's no spring chicken anymore. I mean, he's 30 now. I know that's obviously younger than us. But in this game, he's coming to... I mean, even in our interview that we did with him, he said that he's only going to have a few more fights. And if you want to hear that interview, it's still on our website, fightdisciples.com. He wants the big ones. He wants the Hall of Fame fighters done. So I'm not surprised that the likes of Gary Russell Jr., you name that one, you name Leo Santa Cruz, you might name Selby, all those types of fighters. This one isn't the one... Uh, as a name that a lot of fighters will be familiar with, but it's kind of that gatekeeper to that next thing, isn't yeah. it? For uh, Carl Frampton, this kid's only 24 years of age, so he's going to be younger, he's going to be fresher, he's going to be—he's going to come for it because this yeah. is a scout for him. Frampton's a massive name.
1: Well, exactly, and you know, obviously, just bear in mind that Frampton's got this incredible following in Ireland; oh. you know, they absolutely adore him over there, and yet he he really gets to fight there. And unfortunately, mm. the plan wasn't to lose the world title belt to Leo Santa Cruz and then fight in Belfast. You know then come to Belfast and after being a final eliminator, the plan was to beat Santa Cruz the second time yep. and for this to be a unification fight this weekend in Belfast with the, the WBA belt on one shoulder and either a Lisa Elbi or a Gary Russell Jr. in the other.
0: Unfortunately, and to do that at Croke Park or Windsor Park or something like been that phenomenal. rather than exactly. the SE which is only 9,000.
1: the wheels have come off slightly, the loss against Leo Santa Cruz, this has always been the plan to go back to Belfast they probably had this deal done a long time ago they've had to downscale it to the SSE arena as you Mm. say rather than Croke Park Uh, and it's a final eliminator but this is what's going to springboard Carl back into action but the problem is if you've not got a belt over your shoulder you can't demand the champions come to you certainly not when you're putting it out on free TV we love free TV but the only way this fight is for a world title belt is if it's pay per view because they'd need the revenue to pay a Gary Russell Jr. to pay a Lee Selby to pay a Leo Santa Cruz for a third well, fight. Well, let's be honest, that that's fight, the problem.
0: Let's be honest, that fight with Gary Russell Jr. doesn't happen here. It no, in well, that's, he's, that's he's why back he's, over in America. That's isn't? why
1: this is in Belfast. So yeah, chances yeah. are that goes to a New York, a Boston, potentially even Las Vegas yeah, yeah, yeah. for the Gary Russell Jr. fight. Because mm. Frampton will have to travel, but we know he likes... He, he's, that's absolutely no problem to And Carl he takes Frampton. fans. Exactly. So it's just another, a little, uh, another weekend away for the for the Irish boys. I
0: think it's a, it's it's not a given. There'll be a lot of fans that are going to this at the weekend and definitely sitting down in front of the TV screens that are thinking, oh, Andres Coutier, he's never heard of him. Frampton, oh, yeah, Frampton, 2 wet world champion, history maker in Ireland. Yeah. He's going to mow this kid down. I expect him to stop him in two or three rounds. Don't expect that. No. I mean, if he does, wow, absolutely fantastic. But expect... Uh, Frampton to get back on his boxing, you know what I mean? That very similar to what we saw with maybe Scott Quigg and the first time that we went in there with Leo Santa Cruz. Yeah. He was on his toes a lot, weren't he? He was bang, 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 out, bang, 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 out. A lot of that type of stuff. If the knockout comes, great. But I expect him to take this unanimously over a 12-round period and then set up... Oh, man, I'm so excited. If he sets up a fight with Gary Russell Jr., mate, that is serious. That is proper, that.
1: Well, I think this is going to be a really exciting fight at the weekend. And the reason is because of the way Leo Santa Cruz beat Frampton last time out. You know, he he boxed to a game plan. He boxed really exciting. changed changed the way the fights. You know, because Leo Santa Cruz, prior to that fight, in every single fight he'd had, in the 32 (laughs) previous fights, he would go forward throwing thousands of punches. But in the second fight, he boxed a lot more. He was on the back foot. He was picking his shots, and he was mm. being a little bit more. So he let he was trying to bring Frampton onto the shots, and it worked because Frampton was like, "What's happening here? This is a completely different style than we've ever seen before." Yeah, um, I think Gutierrez is going to try and fight like that. But if you look at Gutierrez's record, he's very much an aggressive fighter. Yeah, he is. So he won't. He's going to struggle to stay to type, especially with the atmosphere, Belfast, and everything else. I think Frampton's going to pounce on him early on. I think Gutierrez will revert back to type because he'll be behind on the scorecards. He'll come out slugging about four or five rounds in and I think we could get a bit of a gun show in the middle so I'm expecting I know it probably goes against what Frampton's all about because he's such a technical boxer but I, I think Frampton is actually going to stop him
0: Love it if he did Yeah, Love yeah. it if he did because statement, the, statement No performance. that's what you want That's exactly what you want and that is Free To Wear TV Saturday night in the UK Channel 5 Set your planner Don't go anywhere because it's going to be an absolute belter
1: You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast
0: uh, Now seeing as that we were away last week Um, there's been various things that might have slipped past your attention because you might use us as a news outlet. God only knows why you would do that, but you might do because we like to keep our fingers in a few pies and tell you what's going on. Sometimes we get it wrong, but nine out of ten times we do get it right. You may have seen that Billy Joe Saunders and Willie Munro was confirmed for uh, September 16th. Something that we told you about two months ago, Nick. Two months ago. Uh, But that is an absolute cracking fight for Billy Joe Sonners, and we are delighted for him. We'll bring you more on that as we get closer to September 16th, and hopefully uh, we will manage to get Billy Joe on the show. But I just want to bring up a couple of other things that, again, we brought to you maybe two months ago, uh, that Jorge Linares and Luke Campbell was in the making. Now the WBA have got involved and said that they have to make that. They've got 30 days to make that. However... I've seen Linares was training in London this week. He's moved to London. He's living in London. Oh, is he? Uh, wow. He's moved to London. Now, I, because of his relationship with Matchroom and mm-hmm. the way they, with the Crawler and various things like that, he's moved, to, he's moved to London and now he's training in London. So I was thinking to myself, OK, they're setting something up for a British fight. Mm-hmm. Now, the Luke Campbell thing, I can understand it because now the WBA have got involved and it um, has become a mandatory, mandatory situation. However, we're talking about a world champion in Linares... And a geezer in Manchester who's a world champion in Terry Flanagan. Mm-hmm. Why was that fight not met? If I was Terry Flanagan, right, and I'm sat there and I'm thinking to myself, all oh, right, right, yeah, I want the big names. And he's called the big names out. I mean, what is he? 35-0 and 0 at this moment in time as the WBO yep. uh, world champ. He's sat there. He's thinking to himself, right, I want the big fights now. I need that crossover fight. I need to be propelled into, into the limelight. Get me Jorge Linares. He wants to come to Manchester. He loves Manchester. He's been here twice before. Let's do it. Yep. Sells more tickets than Terry Flanagan. But why is some... His promoter's Frank. Why have they not put their hand in the pocket? Says right, let's do it. This is the fight to make to make that happen for him. We need to make that fight happen. And then he look. He, I don't know. He's like checking his Twitter feed, and Luke Campbell's leapfrogged him, and he's getting a shot at, at, at a world title. You're thinking to yourself, what, what, what has Terry Flanagan got to do to get it to get in the sniff?
1: Yeah, it's a strange one, and. Um... You know, I'd be surprised if Frank hadn't been on the phone, but obviously we don't know the situation now in terms of matchroom because Linares seems to be, if he's moved to London, I didn't realise he'd moved, obviously. I I don't know how permanent him, that is, but it,
0: he is moved for the foreseeable future. But
1: then, so has he got some kind of deal now with matchroom? Is he signed know. with Eddie? I don't know, nothing's coming. Maybe we to have a chat with Eddie and find out, but that would suggest he's got some kind of deal going now with matchroom sport, the fact that he's going to be based here, the fact that he's going to fight, potentially more than likely going to fight Luke Campbell next. Um, you know, he's obviously got a bit of a fan base here, Lenares. Yeah, now he after those performances that he put in. Nice install, guy, man. So, yeah, I, I'm like you, yeah, I would love to have seen a unification fight against Terry Flanagan, but is it just me or has Terry Flanagan just become the the, the man nobody in the lightweight divisions wants to face? Or? It's, yeah,
0: it's weird. Um, and obviously his fight that we were talking about with Felix Vadeo, mm-hmm. that's been postponed. It was, uh, I mean, nothing was confirmed. It was talked about, again, around September 16th that it was going to be happening, but that's been postponed because Terry has um, some form of leg injury. So that, that's been put back. But we're being told by uh, Terry's camp that it will happen. We're just waiting for a day on that particular fight. But
1: for me... Well, that's as mandatory, so that's got to yeah. happen, hasn't it? You know, Vidal was the, the the Cuban kid. He's, that's as mandatory fighter, so...
0: But when you have mandatories and various things like that, there is a little bit of step-aside money in, especially if you are going to unify divisions.
1: Yeah, especially if there's a Linares fight out there, though, as well, and he carries that belt. You'd just be like, okay, well... Is your WBO built-back. I'm going to go and fight Lonares and win way more money. Because a Linares fight at Manchester Arena fakes, makes more, far mm. more sense than Felix Vidal, you're right.
0: Mm. Anyway, more on that when we get more information on it. Uh, a couple of other things that have uh, popped into my feed this week. Have you seen that Chavez Jr. has called out Martin Murray? I have.
1: Woo-hoo! Yes, and Martin was like, bring it on, son. <laughs> we'll have a bit of Let that.
0: your people speak to my people. We'll have a bit of that, yeah. There's, uh, the muting is, is around October time, and that just came out of nowhere. Yeah, it did, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, it came out of Chavez Jr.'s own social media yeah. account. It was just a, a picture of him, a picture of Martin Murray saying, let's go. I think Martin was like, what a lovely way to start the day. <laughs> what a nice way to start my breakfast.
0: Well, Martin's on holiday at the moment, on his uh, on his family holiday, and he must be absolutely buzzing. That's put a little bit of a spring in his step as he's walking down to Paphos Beach enjoying himself. Well,
1: I think Eddie as well. I think Eddie will have seen that and thought, okay, I'll have, I'll pick the phone up. Let's, let's bring Chavez Jr. Mm. over to the UK. Why not? I'd yeah. love to see that fight over here. Obviously, Chavez... Chavez has never fought outside of the US or Mexico so it'd be a bit of a reach to get him over here but mm. at the end of the day after this performance last time out against Canelo I can't imagine there's too many Mexican or Me- Mexican-Americans no. falling over themselves to buy Chavez Junior tickets anyway because he flatlined that night mm. so I think it's a realistic possibility that fight could happen in the UK.
0: That exciting! That let's get it here in uh, in Liverpool. Let's yes, do it at please. the Echo Arena. That'd be sensational. Uh, did you just see that? Uh, Margarito's back. Margarito versus Carson Jones, September second. Look at you shaking your head. What's up with you, man? We're talking about a legend of the game. He might be 542 years of age, but who gives a shit? Let's get him back in there, eh? What's up with you? Uh, September second, Margarito back against Carson Jones, the former uh, adversary of uh, Cal Brook, who by the way has been talking. Uh, that he did have some dark times thinking about retirement thinking of calling it a day but the rumour is is that he is going to be back very very soon and he might not even be going to 154 he thinks he's got unfinished business at 147 which is surprising to me surprising to you probably as well Nick Uh, but hopefully um, we'll hear more from uh, Kel on that when we get more information on it I'm
1: not surprised he's coming back to be honest with you but I am surprised as you say he's going back to 147
0: Mm. some of his uh, old boys have um, been mandated interim WBC welterweight title porter Garcia stick them together uh, for a title eliminator that's a mouthwater isn't it that's a good one it's a belt absolutely brilliant mm. uh, and sticking with the bit of WBC uh, a man that we've slagged off and given a little bit on social media as well is uh, Mr. Durrell with all his messing about of our boy uh, Callum Smith yeah. uh, but now it has been uh, stated that on September the 9th which was the original date for him and Callum Smith <laughs> he's yeah. now going to be fighting for the WBC world title That's in LA isn't it against David ben- Benavides, which is ridiculous the whole thing's ridiculous for me that WBC belt shouldn't even be allowed no. for these lads. It should exactly. be in the
1: World Boxing Super Series. It should be Callum Smith
0: versus Scoglin for the WBC.
1: That's a far better... You know that At the end of the day, it wasn't Callum Smith that messed this up. It was the Darrell camp that mm. messed it up, in my opinion. Now, Callum was on the show, wasn't he, the other week, and he was saying, we said, why, why haven't you got the WBC? Why didn't you bring the WBC? You're the number one contender. Mm. You're ahead of Darrell and the Peck and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, because Darrell's camp won the purse bids for the fight, they keep control of the belt. So if I walk away... Which Obviously, Callum has done to join the World Boxing Super Series. Then it's Darrell Camp that like, oh, go. Okay, then we we'll lose next. Who's, who's next for us Benavidez to fight? is number so, so three, that, isn't it? To be honest, it sounds like they've played the game. To be honest with you, I don't think he ever wanted to fight Callum Smith. I thought he's got, he's worked in his own way. But you know what? Benavides is, is no joke. D- mate. dangerous. Benavides is no joke. So be careful what you wish for, Darrell. In fact, in fact, I'm going to go on record here that ben, I think Benavides is going to win that fight.
0: I think he's going to knock him out. The kid's got 17 knockouts and 18 wins, son. Yeah, man. Um, I think he will knock him out Um, did you see that my boy my prospect of the year yeah British title fight what did I say I Uh said right at the start of the year that that would be a target and that would probably where Jack would want to go Uh, Jack Catterall Tyrone Nurse Uh, Tyrone obviously uh, moved over promoters to Frank this is a great fight it's a great fight and you will have heard me on many many occasions speak about Tyrone Nurse as a supremely talented individual that lacks power that's the thing that I always say about him I do make that reference of pillow fists. He doesn't knock enough kids out. He doesn't have that equaliser. Jack does, man. Jack does. And this is going to be the night that the Catarols bring home the Lonsdale. Let's have a bit of that, son.
1: You know what? I'm glad you've been I'm glad you're being positive about it. I'm glad you're being positive. Because as soon as the fight was made, you know what I thought? Hmm. I thought. Pillow fist's gonna knock him out.
0: No, he's not. (laughs) Because for
1: the last two years, you've been branding Tyrone Nurse as pillow fist. He's not touching him. So, how painfully ironic would it be? If he knocked out your prospect of the year.
0: Listen, don't get on your IOS because your prospect is now taking a backward step in his journey. <laughs> All
1: right. Different level, son. Different level. My boy. He's- now I'm only joking. Listen, obviously, Jack's Jack's been on the show. I think Jack's got a ton of talent. Mm. I think this is a great fight for him, to be honest with you. And it's, it's also a fight that we've kind of been like, you know, Tyrone Nurse needs to move on, like, get things going. And finally, he's fighting someone, in my opinion, that's a, a real test for him. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to be a great fight. Has that been confirmed? Is it October? October twenty first, I think it is. Mm. Undefe- oh, it's, on, it's in Leeds, isn't it? It's on yeah, that yeah. big Leeds show. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Jack, fifteen and oh, undefeated, and he will still eighteen and 0. 18
1: and 0, Jack. oh, Jack, eighteen and oh. I apologise.
0: Yeah, yeah, apologise. Yeah. But undefeated, and he will still be undefeated. And the new at the end the of the Lonsdale that. Belt, oh, sensational, good man. Uh, one fight that we're both excited about that has now been confirmed: uh, Smith Williams, uh, part two, October. It is on like Donkey Kong. There were loads of back and forth regarding is it going to happen, is it not going to happen, Are they going to? have they got a date for it, they were talking. I mean, we spoke to Beefy, didn't we, and Beefy's like going, oh, is it this date, is it that date, we don't know when this is happening. Now it's been confirmed. Yeah. Game on.
1: Well, it's been confirmed for October 28th, hasn't it, but we still haven't got a venue yet. Don't know where it is. Yeah, I, to be honest, after what happened last time, there was a bit of trouble in the crowd, wasn't there, and stuff. I can't see it coming to Liverpool, and I can't see well, it Well, that going, was Manchester, wasn't it? I can't see it going to Wales, so I wouldn't be surprised if it ended up in Manchester again. again. Um, when's... i trying to think who else is, is out. I'm surprised it hasn't come a bit soon. I thought it was it probably tailor-made for the Huey Fury. on the to be. It yeah, was supposed to be. Yeah, that would to have be, been but, the perfect, perfect date.
0: But... Um, uh, Liam obviously Liam Williams. This is was recovering from obviously that first fight. There's cuts. There's all sorts of stuff and uh, medical issues. Uh, but now we've got it confirmed for October, so it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, Wonder well, if that could be Tabo
1: Terry's comeback date then, end okay. of October,
0: maybe. That, that would fit in, wouldn't it, if Terry... Look at you, looking for narratives now. You love a narrative, don't you? Yeah, I think that could be
1: Terry Flanagan against the Cuban, kid me. I think well, that's that what it the... was last time. That Terry Flanagan
0: be... was the headline of that particular fight, but that fight was the one that stole the night. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, big time. Listen, as long as you have got it back
1: on, and uh, hopefully the uh, hopefully the WBO will step in and, and make that either a final eliminator or an interim title fight as well, because that's what Williams Beefy mm. 2 definitely deserves to be. And, uh, you know, but my last word on that is... Please get a good referee. No, absolutely. Please don't put Terry O'Connor in there again.
0: Now, finally, just before we finish the um, the boxing news of the week, I'm just going to make an apology to Joe Gallagher. I know you listen, right, Joe, and I know that you text me every time I say something negative about something that's connected. Have to you your been team. slagging off? No, I ain't slagging anybody off yet. Yeah, I ain't slagged anybody off. Right? Oh, you're about to. You're apologising no, in advance. No, I'm not going to slag anybody off because okay. I love everybody. Right, yeah. I just yeah. want to make that clear. <laughs> I'm just going to make a prediction because I can't go back on my words now because whilst I was away on holiday, I'm checking a little bit of a feed and then all these light heavyweight fights get made, right? Mm -hmm. All involving superb British talent. Now, first of all, I'm going to sugar it up by saying that I genuinely believe that Callum Johnson will beat Frank Bullione and become the light heavyweight champion. Yes. Right? I'm saying that. There you go, Joe. There's one for you. All right, son, you can have that one. Yeah, turn off off now, Joe. Because I (laughs) Because I think Callum will do uh Frank Bulyon, right? Yeah. But then as the eliminator, you've got Josea Burton, who we love, he's been on this show, I've got a lot of time for Josea. Yeah. Taking on the man that I have said is the best prospect in this division, Anthony Yard. What a fight that is. First yeah. of all, whoever made it uh and and got that down well done. But I can't go against Anthony Yard, right? Mm-hmm. I've said that I genuinely think this is the man in the light heavyweight division here in Britain. I think he is the absolute beast that everybody thinks that he is. Yeah. And therefore I think he will beat Josea Burton, that's the negative Joe. I apologise there, but Callum Johnson, I think, will become champion and therefore set up a fight with Anthony Yard, which will be say, an absolute belt. Callum belter. Johnson
1: versus Anthony Yard, oh, that's, a a fight, that's a
0: great fight. That's a great
1: fight. I think what we haven't seen at the moment with Anthony Yard, and I th- I'm, I'm, you know, I'm don't put words in Joe's or anyone else's mouth here. Is we've not seen anybody in there that has got the technical ability to outbox him and outfox him mm. because. Everyone seems to be intimidated by Anthony Yard at the moment, and I'm not surprised. He looks he looks incredible. He's like a miniature David Hay, and he's blowing people away for yeah. fun. Uh, but someone like a Callum Johnson, who has got real pedigree behind him, that is a really technical, nice technical boxer. Uh, he could give Yard a lot of problems. You know, he could. And and, and Yard looks like the type of guy that. You know, if, if the fight's not going his way, if he's losing rounds and he's missing big shots, mm. he's, he's, he's a big frame. He's carrying a lot of muscle around. And once that muscle starts tiring, getting heavy and gets into the later stages, I think he becomes a bit of a target. So I'm like, yeah, I think he, he looks like a phenomenal talent. But what I'm ch- trying to say is that a real skilled technical boxer mm. would look at Anthony Yard and go, I fancy that. And I think Callum Johnson could be the kid that goes, I fancy that.
0: Well, even Hosea. Even Hosea. Taller, yeah, yeah. rangy, longer, great jab. I yeah. mean, for the fight against Frank Bullione, he, 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 he just outdid him for an 11 rounds and then all of a sudden got caught with an absolute cracker yeah. uh, as that fight finished, which was an absolute tremendous fight. I think it will be a great fight between Hosea and uh, Anthony Yard. I just think Anthony Yard, the power factor will be will come into fruition at some point in there. Yeah. And therefore, that's the way that I genuinely believe that that fight will go. I apologise, Joe.
1: This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes store.
0: Speaking of apologies, I'm going to get this one out there now on behalf of my colleague, because if you listen to this show on a regular basis, you know what's coming next week. You do, don't you? you, you of course you do. Lomachenko is back in action. So next week, obviously, will be dedicated... To his, uh, his lover. <laughs> there you go. High tech. It will be all about high tech on next uh, week's show. Well, no doubt we'll it. leave and throw in a little bit of rig on Dow as well because we've been talking to him quite a lot on social media about the Lomachenko fight. So that's what's coming next week. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. We're on iTunes under Fight Disciples. You can go to our website. Uh, FightDisciples.com. There's loads of stuff connected to this week's fight sports uh, that are all there for you. We're doing currently uh, a Mayweather McGregor series, May series. Part two was out on Monday, which is all about Floyd Mayweather. You can have that for free. It's all there for you. Our Radio City talk show yesterday uh, was uh, kind of live at the press conference yesterday because we had a press conference uh, in Liverpool. Uh, as a matchroom card that's coming up on September the 30th all the protagonists were there Nick stuck his microphone in various people's faces and uh, I made a few videos of all that it's all on uh, our website uh, fightdisciples.com uh, and obviously you've got this show and then tomorrow if you're a big UFC fan we've got Cormier Jones to talk about <sighs> um, which is going to be absolutely ridiculous so there you go four shows for you this week all available on fightdisciples.com Please subscribe, you'll never miss any of our content. And if you're on social media and fancy a little bit of banter when the fights are on on Saturday night or throughout the course of the week and maybe checking in with some of the behind-the-scenes videos that me and Nick get up to when we go to hang on, hang out with fighters and stuff like that, you're more than welcome uh, to come and join us at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And I've not even mentioned that the Carl Frampton interview is still relevant because he's fighting this weekend and we speak about his fight with Gutierrez. So get yourself on there at fightdisciples.com. We'll catch you next time.
1: Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.